0: This is. Marking out. Pro Wrestling Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans. We
1: Marking out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking
0: out, y'all. Marking out. Pro Wrestling Talk for Pro
2: Wrestling Fans. We Marking out, y'all. like this. Thing. Pro Wrestling Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking out,
0: y'all. We Marking out. Pro Wrestling Talk by
1: Pro Wrestling Fans. Welcome to. Marking out. This is episode 521. Thank you very much for listening. No, listen. not 21. Just 520. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> then all of my notes, all of my notes are out of order then all oh, his no. all
0: his notes are for next week. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, Pro you Wrestling Talk future. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling fans, make sure you check us out on Facebook, give us a like, Twitter, give us a follow. Buy the t-shirt prowrestlingtees.com/mark and out. Also, go subscribe on YouTube. Go check us out on Instagram. Go watch us on Twitch. Go follow everything, you know the deal. At Mark and out at b t g g one six one at Chris Windog at Dave the rave underscore m o I am Dave. They rave that all the ladies crave, and I am alongside here. Not really alongside because six feet distance, and that's probably a lot longer than <laughs> and six like feet.
0: thirty miles distance. Yep.
1: <laughs> Brandon, 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 how are you today?
0: I am doing awesome, as always. How about yourself?
1: I'm doing good. I'm doing good, you know? We had a uh, a big week. A big week.
0: We as in us together?
1: Yeah, yeah. It was fun meeting <laughs> up with you the other day. You know? Wait, what? Okay, no, that didn't happen. Didn't happen. <laughs> yeah, no. It was a great week. But, you know what was also great? The week of pro wrestling. I, what a week. But let's get it kicking off with some sports entertainment, and let's talk about some Monday Night Raw.
0: Monday Night Nitro.
1: Oh, and the return. that's the the
0: first one since COVID.
1: <laughs> yeah, the return. So I feel like my voice
0: is still is is strong enough at that point, but like still bothers me. But
1: yeah, I hear you. I hear you. So Monday Night Raw kicked off with a tribute video to Martin Luther King Jr always um,
0: fantastic video packages
1: yeah and he's such a an important figure in um American sports history. entertainment <laughs> <I'm> just kidding <laughs> American history um well, I mean
0: technically it I mean there would be yes I mean he does have sports entertainment history does he well, not like there's no history with him and WWE or sports or wrestling in general, but without the <laughs> so stuff that no. he did, without the stuff that he did, there'd be so much like
1: it, it wouldn't look like how it does. Yeah, no, he, he has, he has and had such a powerful voice. And if you go onto YouTube and you watch any of his lectures, his, his speeches, they're all just impactful Yeah, he has such just powerful words of wisdom. Um, and yeah, a, a really great video to start Monday Night Raw with considering that it was Martyr Luther King Day. Um, but wrestling
0: wise though, it opens up with Randy Orton in a mask, uh, where at first I legit thought he was bandaged up. Uh huh. Um, because it was in the shadows. Mm hmm. But it was like a Mr. Wrestling mask
1: of sorts? So that mask is... A, it's a legit mask that uh, patients that have burn, severe burns on the face, oh. they'll they will wear that sort of a mask. So that is legit an actual... What's on the inside? Um, I don't think anything. Because if it's a burn, you don't really want cotton or anything on the inside of that. Oh no, because... I thought maybe
0: there was like a cooling...
1: No, no, I don't think so. I, I I, forgot what the fat, what it's made out of. I don't know if it's pure leather, but yeah, that's a legit, a legit thing. So I was very surprised to see him wearing that. Well, that's but, cool. Yeah, that, but.
0: That adds to the, the storyline. I didn't know that. And I think that's pretty
1: cool. Yeah, it was very cool and very intriguing. This is a Randy Orton that we, I don't know how. But we haven't seen Randy Orton in this sort of a manner before and Randy Orton has already such a Hall of Fame legendary career and for this entire thing to allow him to reinvent himself just a little bit further I love it and it was such dude I don't know what it is but this was an ama- this is a really amazing promo.
0: Yeah, he spoke about what had happened to him with The Fiend, and he addressed what he did to The Fiend, and then uh, or what he did um, what happened to him with Alexa Bliss and then he he turned, in, turned it into a Royal Rumble promo, and yeah. said no matter what this injury is not going to stop him and he's going to win the Royal Rumble
1: I kind of don't see that happening, I think Alexa Bliss or The Fiend are going to make their presence felt and Randy Orton is not going to leave that as a as winner
0: in that promo the way he was speaking Uh uh-huh and i guess because the lighting Mm -hmm. on his face with the the match stick, it reminded me of randy the ram robinson (laughs) (laughs) like randy's not gonna give up he doesn't care (laughs) if he dies of the ring Uh uh-huh which like spoiler alert that's what happened so they think. No,
1: no, no. We, yeah, it's not really a spoiler cuz we really don't know.
0: We don't know if if Randy the Ram Robinson lives or not, but
1: I mean, Randy, if you're listening, just give us a heads up, you know. Pinch our pinch our hand. Let us know that you're still out there.
0: <laughs> but that's what it that's what the the promo somewhat reminded me of.
1: Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, it
0: was a good promo and I I don't really see him Winning the Royal Rumble. I, I, think I think if he does, he goes on to tie Stone Cold Steve Austin?
1: Wow. Or I is I that do, not true? That I'm not too sure, but I, I don't see him winning. But I feel like he's going to be in the Final Four, just like he usually always is. Where Just because of his name and his, his value to the company, I feel like it's always one of those... Even if he's not in the scene at the current time, once he's in that Royal Rumble, you're like... You, they could easily toss this on to Randy Orton.
0: Stone Cold, he would go on to tie Stone Cold at three. Three, yeah. yeah. Right now he's tied with Cena, Batista, uh, Hogan, Shawn Michaels, and Triple H.
1: Does Austin have the record? At yeah, three?
0: Stone Cold has the record at three.
1: Huh. Very cool. But next up, you had backstage, you had Ric Flair arriving with Lacey Evans. Yeah, and Charlie Caruso asked uh, about
0: what he did last week, and Lacey cuts it off and said that she's just learning from the best. Uh, And then they go on to Charlotte defeating Peyton Royce. I like match. Peyton Royce attacks Charlotte during her entrance. Ric Flair came out during this with Lacey Evans, who was in a Ric Flair robe. The distraction to Charlotte, complete, but it didn't work. I
1: wasn't expecting that at all. Complete. Such a shocker.
0: I, I like
1: um, this match. I enough. thought that Peter, I, I liked how Peter Royce shined in this match. I thought that she had a really good showing. Do you not I, agree? I
0: just, it, I just thought, I, I think the feud is stupid
1: i agree it doesn't make sense we still don't know why uh after everything that we know about Lacey, are they pairing her up with rick in this sort of uh um whatever tory wilson stuff i just want
0: if you're a tag team champion just give me a tag team feud Mm -hmm. i understand Mm -hmm. that Lacey evans and peyton royce are a tag team Mm -hmm. but it wasn't it wasn't focused on a tag team feud it was focused on Charlotte versus Lacey
1: mm-hmm. which I think it, that's rightfully what the focus should be on but I, not I, in the
0: tag team feud she's help me champion. out what's the tag team feud I just want real tag team champions tag teams the, feuding with tag teams
1: but what's the tag team feud she's not feuding, feuding with Peyton this?
0: Royce she's feuding with Lacey Evans over Ric Flair yeah, that's a so, singles feud to me
1: of course, this is a singles feud, but where do you see the tag so, team aspect? I don't, I mean? don't, I don't see any tag team aspect in this relation. Hello, Peyton, uh, Peyton yes, Royce.
0: Obviously, that's what I'm saying. Even though Peyton Royce and Lacey Evans are a tag team, there it's uh, not a tag team feud, not at all. And that's what I just want a real tag team feud for the tag team titles.
1: I totally forgot about Royce and Lacey, but I think that that's okay to have Royce as a. Upon, in this aspect of this match. Uh, I think I that's know. totally fine.
0: Charlotte, uh, had the figure eight locked in after like way after the match was over.
1: I mean, if anything, I think that there should have been more of an impact of Lacey at ringside itself to support Peyton Royce, but I'm fine with the way that they did it.
0: I'm definitely not. But the next matchup we saw was Mace defeating Xavier Woods. <laughs> I think it was an obvious victory. And I said this last week, if this was a few weeks ago, this wouldn't be Mace winning. Yeah. For some reason, they're using victories over Xavier Woods to push retribution, which I don't ultimately mind. But
1: I don't know if... Ricochet. What the heck? Well, I don't know if they're really using the victory to push or more so, who are they going to recruit next? Are they gonna focus on Ricochet? Are they going to try to recruit? They were Woods? still
0: on Ricochet. At this point in Monday Night Raw, I was like, where the hell's Ricochet? How why yeah. is he not part of this?
1: No. Yeah. I mean, I when I saw this, I thought that maybe Woods was gonna be the next person to be uh, converted into retribution. That's what I was primarily thinking.
0: You now, know, uh I believe New Day, Big E and Xavier Woods are teaming up on Tuesday? They have a, a an Indian spectacle event that WWE Network's gonna have at nine a.m. Oh, really? Yeah, with uh, a bunch of Indian superstars from WWE oh, and that's uh, cool. superstars that are from the main rosters: NXT, WWE, Raw, SmackDown. Ah, so I think that's mu- cool.
1: Bahut must, bahut Ache. Very cool.
0: I don't know what that means.
1: <laughs> that's I just said very awesome and very very good in uh in Hindi. So that's right. After
0: cool. that match we saw the WrestleMania report that was put out earlier in the
1: day. Mhm. Uh,
0: or over the weekend or something. I don't remember at this point, but they aired it during Monday Night Raw, so I figured we should talk about it now. Yeah, why not? It was Kind of like a Southpaw Regional Wrestling knockoff.
1: I thought the same thing.
0: Featuring Triple H looking like Ryan Satin. uh, Stefan McMahon, Sasha Banks, and John Cena. They were all, four of them were playing characters. Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman were just themselves. But it was to announce that WrestleMania 37 will be two nights at Raymond James Stadium in Tampa, where it was supposed to be last year. WrestleMania 38 will be at AT&T Stadium, and WrestleMania 39 will be at SoFi Stadium, which was where WrestleMania was supposed to be this year. Um, mm-hmm. and the Super Bowl announced this week, or reports came from those uh, in the know from the Super Bowl that they'll have, I believe, twenty-two thousand fans in mm-hmm. attendance. So, I think WrestleMania is just going to be seeing what they do with everything COVID-related.
1: Yeah, so it's going to be very interesting.
0: I believe it, it holds 68,000 people around that. Mm-hmm. So, I, I don't know if WWE will have more than 22,000 because they get a ringside section. Mm-hmm. I don't it's... know. The yeah. Super Bowl is also giving a certain amount of the 22,000 tickets to uh, to nurses, I believe. Nurses and doctors who have the vaccine.
1: It's it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. You know?
0: After that announcement, though, we saw Double J give his Royal Rumble prediction for Goldberg versus Drew McIntyre. Never been a WWE champion. I don't know why they're asking him, but he picked... <laughs> Goldberg to win flat out. Picked him like spear, bing bang boom. <laughs> that's it, one and done. I don't think I really, deep down inside, hope that it's not Goldberg going over. And I feel like that's just like another cool thing that McIntyre can add to
1: his belt. I I agree with you. I actually I feel the same exact way that you do. I think if anything, with the the amount of wrestlers that Goldberg has defeated recently from the bray wyatt to lesnar i think that this is going to be a huge feather in the cap of mcintyre with him picking up the victory and being like he's legit
0: and i still think like we've never seen wrestlemania the way we saw it this year where it ends the main event drew mcintyre defeats brock lesnar wins the WWE championship and then the next night on Monday Night Raw, we find out there was another match at WrestleMania that we hadn't seen.
1: Genius. Which
0: was Drew McIntyre picking up the victory over Big Show, which I think was another, like, a notch in his belt that, like, helps him build up that championship.
1: Mm-hmm. I love it.
0: It's not the same reign, but still, I think it's a cool thing that they added.
1: I yeah, I totally love it. Uh next up you had Shayna Baszler pick up the victory over Mandy Rose. Um uh, I don't know why it happened Mandy last Rhodes.
0: week. It was it was a tag team match. Mhm. Last week, but the finish was still the same. Nia Jax by the way, on commentary was just very weird.
1: I agree, and I don't know why she did say Oh no, that was after the match, but yeah. You know, I yeah, I totally agree with you.
0: But Nia Jax argued with Shayna Baszler afterwards. Dana drops both of them into the ring post and they Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax continued bickering backstage
1: afterwards. And backstage, I liked how Nia Jax didn't make mention saying like we never got along. Yeah, you and know? she
0: said that Oscar and Charlotte don't actually get along either and Shayna Baszler's like Now's the perfect time for a rematch.
1: Yeah, I I actually like that because that's the truth. And we've been talking about that for, for a while, that they were that awkward pairing that just ended up happening because they didn't like each other. But unlike Sheamus and Cesaro, and Cesaro and... Pretty much all of his tag team partners, and Seamus, all of of his tag team partners, they actually still don't really get along.
0: Cesaro and all his partners. I think
1: him and Kid got along quite well. That's true. That's true. But Shayna and Nia Jax, they still don't get along, and they don't even really see eye to eye, and they don't care about victories. They have been racking up DQs and interfering in each other's matches to get the DQ. They just want to cause pain at times and I like it. I think it's cool.
0: After that, we saw Ricochet speaking with Adam Pierce backstage before his match, which means Ricochet does exist. Yes. Uh, But again, how his feud with retribution just ended made no sense. But AJ Styles picks up the victory over Ricochet in a, like a really cool match.
1: Um, this, have they, they faced before?
0: Yeah. And they also had another cool, I don't know if it was SummerSlam or, or another pay-per-view. It was definitely, I think a pay-per-view cause Ricochet was uh Nightwing, I think. Uh-huh. They had one of those Batman gimmicks on and they, they yeah, also they had a good match there. But at one point I think it was like towards the beginning of this match. I didn't know. Part of me thought it might've, have, should've have been a DQ. When Amos caught Ricochet and the I, referee told him to put him down.
1: I had a feeling that I was just like, when I saw that, I was just like, I wonder if Brandon tweeted about this.
0: Like putting him down would be like two he, feet.
1: Dude, I'm i He I'm dropped sorry.
0: him and from that height with that power could be like the world's strongest slam.
1: <laughs> can you, can you blame him? He's a tall guy, dude. Come on. If I drop someone from that height, it would be the same thing.
0: You put him on their two feet.
1: No, I am huge, dude. You know, no, no I, I think that I I think that I, I like that spot because the referee was just like, put him down and he put him down. He just but yeah, it was kind of
0: him. like Looney Tunes, I guess.
1: Yeah. He's just like, oh, you I just did what you told me to do. My bad.
0: Uh, ricochet again hitting that awesome. Uh, flipping deadlift German suplex. I don't know what to even refer to it is. We can refer to it as, to it as but you know, uh, I think I'd... it was awesome.
1: I love AJ. St- I don't think this move gets enough praise from AJ Styles. His brainbuster. I'm, yeah. I'm a huge fan of brainbusters in general, and We've the brainbuster that I think. This I, week. <laughs> I, <laughs> I actually think that my two favorite moves of all time is the powerbomb and the brainbuster.
0: i weird. I would have pegged you for a DDT guy.
1: As a kid, I did love the DDT. I did love it. But the Brain Buster and Power Bomb, I was just, like, seeing Psycho Sid and Vader and Diesel with the Power Bombs, I was a huge fan. And the Brainbuster, I don't even know who I would see the Brain Buster from. I wouldn't even remember. But back to this match, uh, AJ Styles <laughs> does a beautiful Brain Buster. Um, but in this match, the finish happened where with the rebound into the Styles Clash.
0: I think that might have been, like, the spot of the night, that Styles Clash. They had an awesome Styles Clash in that last match that they had, too. And this was just, like, another level awesome.
1: This is always, I feel like, a fantasy matchup of AJ Styles versus Ricochet. It's just such a a fantasy matchup, and they always deliver. Always. Maybe
0: this sets Ricochet off, and because he lost to to AJ Styles, he doesn't get a Royal Rumble spot. Oh, how do I maybe how do I get used? Why am I being left behind? I was I helped Drew McIntyre, the WWE champion eliminate Brock Lesnar, the WWE champion in the Royal Rumble last year and now I'm not even in it. Maybe should... he knocks on retribution's door.
1: Yeah, that's a great point cousin brandon i think that is a great point i actually think that is a great script right there the but talking about sheet. great yeah talking about great television <laughs> that's where it great gets interesting yeah the dirt sheet with miss and goldberg was going to be the guest
0: goldberg's <laughs> music hits and gilberg appears big
1: time pop for me i'm always uh, such a fan <laughs> of seeing gilberg I, it's crazy i i actually saw dwayne gill At at my first Monday Night Raw event at the Manhattan Center, he was one of the jobbers in the, in, um, my apologies, enhancement talent at the (laughs) event, (laughs) but yeah, Gilbert.
0: And then McIntyre's music hit and I swear to God, I completely forgot he was out with COVID. That's funny. I was like, oh, okay. That's just normal to me. McIntyre's coming out. (laughs) That's funny. And then, at first, it was like it was some out-of-shape dude. But when he got closer and spoke on the microphone, it was clearly David Krumholtz. And I was like, what the hell is going on here? Who's that? You would know him from the Santa Claus 2. He was the the, the main elf from Harold and Kumar. Walk hard. He was on the show Numbers.
1: Why is it? Going back
0: even further, he was in, um, what is it, um like is it? Life with Mikey with MJ uh, MJF. Oh, that's funny. It is MJ. <laughs> Hold Michael on, J. IMDb. that sounds so weird for a second.
1: Hold on, IMDb <laughs> over there. What did you say this say MJF. his name last week or a few weeks ago?
0: Mm, I don't think so.
1: Okay, for some reason I definitely I, don't think so. For some reason, I feel like you did at some point, but I don't know why. Isn't but this... it funny
0: that MJF is also Michael J. Fox? <laughs>
1: That is, yeah, that's true. But That's this... so
0: weird saying that, though. I felt <laughs> that's so funny. But, like, storyline-wise, I don't know why Miz and Morrison would want either Goldberg or McIntyre pissed at them.
1: I think um, it, it works out perfectly. I mean, it's, it's hilarious. They're mocking him. It's very DX-ish.
0: But what's weird about this segment is that, like, I didn't find it interesting.
1: Uh-huh. But
0: I liked this segment overall because it was Goldberg and popping because of dave over there (laughs) Mm -hmm.
1: because
0: like it's still like i'm still like so confused like why was he there it made no sense Mm -hmm. they didn't even mention that it was him
1: is he an actual like guy or like i mean obviously he's an actual legit real person but like is he actually really good and known or is he more like what do you mean super famous is he
0: yeah as soon as he got closer and spoke, I was like, oh, what the hell? What is going on here? <laughs> but yeah, 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 100%. If you grew up watching, like, the Santa Claus, even. Mm-hmm. And like I said, Harold and Kumar is, is like, a, a big... Not not so much, obviously, the movie's about Harold and Kumar and then Neil Patrick Harris involved, but I think a step under Neil Patrick Harris
1: would be Crumholtz's role. That movie really launched... Uh, NPH back into like modern history. Um, but, yeah, because after that he went on to uh, how I met your mother. How I met your mother, yeah, yeah. But later on, Drew McIntyre
0: addressed the dirt sheet face-off between uh, Bill and McIntyre. <laughs> Bill. But he moved on to Goldberg, and he basically warned him that he's gotta come prepared because this is a next level McIntyre and McIntyre is actually back next week, which man, I'm good for him for
1: getting over COVID that quickly. I hope that he's okay. You know, Um, I hope he's not rushing back into the ring too quickly.
0: Well, I mean, even in the the pre-recorded messages, obviously we don't know how his body feels, but he didn't sound like I, I did the show with COVID. I think, and you heard me, like, you heard my voice, still wasn't 100%. After what? Like, it was two weeks after. Yeah. Or three weeks, even. Oh, yeah. But I would still do my my, my shout-outs, so you I would mean, hear I'm my sure voice, and I wasn't 100% res- ever.
1: Respiratory-wise, I could only imagine the impact that it's going to have on him inside of the ring. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: Earlier in the night though, the Hurt Business met up with Riddle, Bobby Lashley stomps his foot, clearly was the floor, that was the camera guy's fault I guess.
1: (laughs) Um, Yeah, not the best uh, camera.
0: It wasn't good, but he still sold it no matter, uh, not no matter what, he still sold it regardless the Hurt Business picks up the victory over Lucha House Party and Riddle. He had the ankle taped up, but uh, I think the the main focus of this
1: was the Hurt Business not acting like a team again. Uh, hey, we've been we've been saying it. This is bound to happen. Shawn Benjamin going-
0: and Cedric Alexander argued throughout the match, and Lashley ended up tagging himself in to. To lock the, the hurt lock on Grand Metalik to win.
1: I mean, this it's Cedric Alexander tagging himself in multiple times, and then there was that moment where Shelton gave him such a shove that he threw him outside of the ring pretty much.
0: And what's crazy, Riddle afterwards takes a, a shot at Lashley, runs off, and instead of like chasing after Riddle or anything, Cedric Alexander and Shelton just continued to argue.
1: Yeah, I, I think that what's going to happen is they're going to end up kicking Cedric out of it. Or else they're going to beat him down. I, I said this a few weeks ago when this they first kick, happened. They we- kick him out and and welcome
0: Ricochet? Is that where he's going? He's not going to retribution? He's going to hurt business?
1: I mean, that's Didn't kind of that how offer? it started with Cedric, right? Yeah. I mean, it it all started with that offer where him and Ricochet were backstage together. Right. Maybe Ricochet could be like, you know what? You obviously asked the wrong person.
0: <laughs> I think Apollo Cruz was there too in that feud, no? But it turned um, into him getting drafted to SmackDown?
1: I feel like a yes. but Matchup yeah. next,
0: though. We saw Jeff Hardy defeat Jackson Riker via disqualification. Elias knocked Jeff Hardy down when he went up for the Swanton. And then Jackson Riker yelled at Elias that he told him, not to help. Jeff Hardy hits Elias off the apron. Jackson Riker takes him out.
1: You know, this is not a big be, fan of this feud, though. Uh, this is really a dud. This is a dud, and the Riker and Elias aspect doesn't make sense anymore because Riker came in as I would presume security, um, and now. It just doesn't make sense because they're helping each other. They're not helping each other. Elias wants to help. Riker doesn't want to help. And what happened to the other two people? Uh, Oh, yeah. They're with Corbin. Never mind.
0: <laughs> Who, by the way, wasn't with Corbin. That's yeah, that too. Out.
1: Yeah. but
0: I think for the past two weeks now.
1: Yeah, it's been a while.
0: Earlier in the night, though, we saw Alexa's playground with Asuka as the guest and Alexa Bliss declared herself for the Royal Rumble which to me doesn't make sense at all. Why? Uh because she's I mean I think you could say she's maybe feuding with Asuka or it seemed like she was feuding with Asuka?
1: I I don't think she's feuding with Asuka.
0: So the segment itself though, she she brings up the the possibility of facing off against Asuka at WrestleMania. And Asuka tried to comfort Alexa Bliss about The Fiend, and then Bliss got pissed off that she said his name. And she almost sat in her chair while the swing. On the swing, yeah. But for me, the only thing that this really accomplished was Alexa Bliss entering the Royal Rumble. If if Alexa Bliss was going to be facing Asuka later on, I didn't really think this segment needed to happen.
1: I think that this segment was actually really great. Um and I I think that this add this completely continues to add another dimension to Alexa Bliss's acting. I mean, she now she has an imaginary friend. I maybe she could see the fiend. I mean, she was talking to somebody that was on the swing set with her throughout the segment. Maybe she sees the fiend. Um the rocking horse was started rocking by itself. I so- I thought that this was uh, awesome.
0: The match itself, though, Alexa Bliss picks up the victory over the Raw Women's Champion Asuka.
1: Okay. It was Alexa
0: Bliss's first match in almost three months, and we saw like Alexa Bliss Fiend gimmicks start happening during this match. They cut to commercial, and when they came back, Alexa Bliss was no longer the, cheer- the cheerful Alexa Bliss that we've seen under the Fiend's spell.
1: So Her now, attire
0: changed. She had the black lipstick, black ga- the black gear, and Oscar went hard.
1: Well, before you, what's your take of that? Of the, I liked
0: it. Use use the the no crowd to your advantage.
1: Well, I mean, what did you? Th- All right, so you use the no crowd to your advantage. But what I don't like is that it went to commercial and then back.
0: Th- yes, that I didn't like. But
1: okay, yeah, I mean, like you could have. Like they have like they did with the fiend with the with the body. Or well, they think done that would the have fiend. been like pre tape stuff. I mean, then. but but even still they've done stuff with the fiend and other people many times. They could have just spliced it in there. You know, yeah. there was no reason to go to commercial and then come back to something different. I think that it would have been more impactful if it was just one solid thing.
0: But Asuka went super hard after that and it had no effect on her and she ends it with the she... sister Abigail.
1: I loved that Alexa Bliss was emotionless, completely emotionless, and I loved how every time Oscar went to attack her, she blocked it, and then right away, really quickly, threw her arms back behind, uh, behind her back, behind her back, back behind her back, and it was just really quick and sudden, and it was cool. It was really different. She tried to go for the mandible claw at one point as well too. And now I could tell in the voice, in your tone of voice, what's your take on the women's champion losing to someone that was out for three months? Because I'm figuring that you probably. I don't know. I reason. don't
0: care that she was out for three months.
1: All right. I so, just, what's your take on her losing to her cleanly? It
0: it it just doesn't make sense. So.
1: I also agree. we could
0: just say that raw ends afterwards after the match they had some more gimmicks happen and uh she was back to the 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 joyful alexa bliss
1: and then different she, outfit and then she uh sounded just like the fiend
0: which by the way i didn't even realize it was 11 p.m at that time
1: yeah um so all right so with this entire Asuka losing i get it she kind of has to lose but now, if they face again, I mean,
0: but that's the thing. Like, I don't like. I don't know if Asuka... you're gonna have Alexa Bliss win the Royal Rumble and go on to Mania to face her. I don't understand. It should just literally be at the Royal Rumble, Oscar versus Alexa Bliss. That should already be the match. That shouldn't. I don't think that should have been a thing.
1: I yes, I I do agree with you based off of this match, um, but. I don't know. It's definitely weird because you also need to play off Alexa Bliss's new character of this emotionless monster. Um, but yeah, it, like, it's, what does
0: Alexa Bliss come in first or something?
1: I don't think so. I don't. Or think does she so. come in
0: thirty? Like, where's the the best point to have gimmicks in the in the match?
1: I would say twenty nine. I don't know.
0: Why 29?
1: (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. So moving Uh, over to, uh, 205
0: live from last week, just because that continues the dusty roads, tag team classic, Killian Dane and Drake Maverick picked up the victory over August gray and Kurt stallion to advance. And Legado del Fantasma picked up the victory over the Bollywood boys. um, Earlier on Wednesday they had they announced the the women's bracket for the Dusty Cup on the bump and they announced the team of Gigi Dolan and Cora Jade as well as Marina Shafir teaming up with Zoe Stark. All three were unknown names for about 5 minutes until the NXT Twitter account confirmed that they are new signings in Priscilla Kelly elena black and lacey ryan which i i'm pumped for all three of these signings i was not at all expecting something like that yeah i thought we were gonna have like known people from nxt not new signings um so it was pretty cool that they introduced that
1: yeah i i think that's great that they had um new new members in there you know
0: Um, as for the actual NXT show though, we saw Beth Phoenix back on live commentary for the first time, uh, I think since COVID really, I think so. I'm not positive, but she's been doing it remotely, Mm -hmm. but the first match of the evening we saw an upset,
1: uh, Kushida and Leon
0: Ruff pick up the victory over the way to advance in the dusty
1: classic. I I was not
0: expecting the way to lose.
1: I agree. I I, I like this match a lot too. I wasn't expecting them to win, but this also furthers Kushida and Gargano. That's what I feel like Gargano
0: and, and Austin Theory will somehow cost Kushida and Leon Ruff the match.
1: Yeah, I feel like even as far as the next round, or I don't know, maybe in the finals.
0: Uh, yeah. next match that we saw was Carrying Cross defeat Ashanti the Adonis. Very quick match, and then Carrying Cross attacked Desmond Troy afterwards. So I was wondering at that point if they were maybe gonna, or at least Troy sort get taken out of the, yeah, uh, the Dusty Classic. But they announced Mackenzie Mitchell announced that uh, Adonis was injured, and. They were eventually replaced, which we'll say in a moment.
1: Yeah, I I love this elbow that the forearm that Cross does as his finisher now. Um so happy to see him back. Next up you had Lucha House Party. Pick up a victory over Imperium to advance in the Dusty Classic. Another I upset. I did not expect this. I mean Lucha House Party didn't even have a an entrance. I, I had text faith
0: you. in Lucha House
1: Party. You, you did. I did not. You, yeah, you did. I texted you. I'm like, well, obvi- I think I told you I was just like obviously Imperium, and you're like, no, uh, you, you said something in disagreement or you didn't understand why I would say that. I'm like, no entrance for Lucha House Party. So obviously, if they didn't have an entrance, what? Come on, they're not gonna win. And wow, I was wrong.
0: I like the uh, the drop kick and sunset flip power bomb that Lucha House Party did.
1: Yeah, totally agree with you.
0: After the match though, all the way back from NXT UK, Alexander Wolf appeared. So awesome. And they both they all three of them, Alexander Wolf, uh, Fabian Eichner and Marcel Barthel does Mar- Bartel, does the uh they did the, the Imperium Imperium taunt.
1: I was expecting Walter to come out too.
0: I thought so too, but now I don't know if Walter comes to NXT or if the 3 of them go back to NXT UK.
1: Walter does have to finish up with Balor. Yeah, you
0: know? that and yeah, that's very I that's a takeover St. Valentine's Day Massacre.
1: <laughs> I mean, that that was big show debuted.
0: It was, yeah.
1: Yeah, you know. Paul Paul White. Yeah, Paul Paul Wright. I mean hat No could not have- Wright, White. White, yeah. Could have Walter come on back.
0: <laughs> through the ring and he throws somebody through the cage.
1: Dude, why not?
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh after that, Beth Phoenix spoke about the women of NXT and the history of the women in NXT and introduced the women's Dusty Rhodes tag team classic the competitors and the first match of it was KC express, which I don't know if they're going that going by that officially. I just know that they were using that in the past. Caden Carter and Casey Katnazzaro picks up the victory over Tony Storm and Mercedes Martinez. Shocking, but fan EO Shirai attacked Mercedes Martinez during this and Caden Carter and Katnazzaro were able to take advantage of that to get the victory.
1: Really sur- uh, surprising to see her go after Martinez well, during this a little well, bit. But. I
0: mean, yeah, maybe during this, but she she owed her one. That's true. That's true. Kat Nazaro, that high spot she did was incredible.
1: Always impressive. So happy that she's back. You know, it, it sucks that she left WWE for a little bit, but so happy she's back with WWE.
0: Uh later on or after that, uh I think it was Tony Storm and Eo Shirai in a, a
1: pull apart brawl. Yeah, backstage.
0: Um so I don't know I don't know if we're gonna see Tony Storm versus EO, EO Shirai next week or
1: Well she did Yeah I mean Tony Storm's original uh promo was during EO.
0: Yeah, but like she wants the title. Mercedes wants the title. So I don't know if we're going to see Mercedes versus
1: Tony. Triple threaded up, brother.
0: Um, but we also saw Finn Balor speak with William Regal. And he said that he wants Pete Dunne, but he also wants Oni Lorcan and Danny Burch by himself first. Mm-hmm. And Regal's like, you can't face them by yourself, obviously. You need a partner hello, who's obviously going to be the partner. He goes later on in the night, meets up with Undisputed Era and asks Kyle Mm O'Reilly. So we will see Kyle O'Reilly and Finn Balor take on Oni Lorcan and Danny Burch. Hmm. Um, The next next match we saw was Bronson Reed pick up that victory over Tyler Rust. Which stems from Tyler Rust asking William Regal for this match earlier in the night.
1: And that did not go well with uh, Evans.
0: Yeah, and I thought we were going to see Bronson Reed versus Isaiah Swerve Scott. We did see Swerve confront Reed before the match, warning him to not get into his business. Mm-hmm. Um, but the actual match, I, I thought was decent for what it was. I liked that uh, the reverse fallaway slam that Reed did. Yeah. And then he hits that tsunami to win. But Malcolm Bivens is like, look, this wasn't my plan for you.
1: Just let me pick your battles. Which I think is, hey, I think that's cool. I mean, this is, Rust has to learn to trust him. So I'm, I think that's fine. <laughs> I can't imagine who's next week.
0: I mean, we're whenever we're going to see Rust wrestle again. I don't know. It's going to be some, some uh, smaller guy. Yeah. after that though we saw Santos Escobar speak about what it means to be a real champion basically calling out Johnny Gargano and Karrion Kross because they the, Gargano and his curse Karrion Kross broke his jaw and had to vacate the championship then he moved on to the Dusty Classic and Lucha House Party came out to fight them they got taken out and I swear to God I thought Tyler Breeze for a quick split second made that save, <laughs> but, yeah. uh, it was Kurt Stallion. I forgot the long hair, man. I forgot Breeze cut his hair for a <laughs> split second, but Kurt Stallion made that save and this turned into Escobar challenging, uh, Kurt Stallion for a match next week where he'll be putting the title on the line.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So next week, we're going to be seeing Santos Escobar versus Kurt Stallion for that Cruiserweight Championship. Um, and then the main event, we saw Timothy Thatcher defeat Tommaso Ciampa in the fight pit. I like this match. They fought for, for quite some time on that on the top of there
1: before going into it. Yeah, and Thatcher actually picking up the victory. I was actually surprised over. He's 2-0 oh in that match now. It's yeah. his
0: match. Champa hit that Willows bell, which I liked off of the referee's back, mm-hmm. and got Thatcher to a nine count. But Timothy Thatcher locked Tommaso Ciampa in that stretch muffler while Champa was wedged between the cage, mm-hmm. and I thought that looked really cool. I thought the move itself was really cool, innovative. Um, but i I liked the the first fight pitch the the fir- the first fight pit match with Riddle better. Um, I don't hmm. know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It just felt, I feel like both kind of, it was the inclusion of Kurt angle there.
1: I think both have very different aspects, even though it's the same match. I feel like they both have different aspects. Like the, that one was more technical and this one was more brawler brutal trying to hurt each other.
0: Yeah. Um, but I mentioned it before. We'll get to it eventually. Two oh five live. They're doing Dusty classic uh, matches on there right now. While we record, they're doing Timothy Thatcher and Champa versus Nice and Davari, which I'm just going to assume Timothy Thatcher and and Champa picked up the victory. And they're also mm-hmm. doing Gigi Dolan and Cora Jade versus Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell, which again I'm just going to assume. Indian Candace win.
1: Yeah, I think those are safe.
0: Um I I don't know how I feel about them doing those two oh five live matches on I mean those Dusty Cups on two oh five live. hmm.
1: I you you I, I agree with you, but you also brought up a good point earlier today with the entire get it done before takeover. You um, know? yeah uh also i just i saw the
0: results they did move on both teams spoiler (laughs) yeah (laughs) but now i gotta i gotta watch those matches uh but that was nxt moving over to nxt uk we saw rampage brown pick up what i think is a surprising victory over dave mastiff um we also saw Ilya Dragunov defeat Jack Stars, which was Ilya's first match back since losing to Walter in October. Um, but Ilya eventually, like, snapped at one point and just kept elbowing Jack Stars until he was out. And he kept elbowing him after the match, even, if it, even after it was over. hmm And he finally snaps out of it and kind of, like, realized what he did and looked, like, kind of remorseful. Mm-hmm. Um. so I guess we're going to see this different side where he keeps snapping uh, we also yeah. saw Amir Jordan pick up the victory over Tyson T-Bone uh, Kenny Williams is currently injured and got this match for Amir Jordan it's his tag team partner and I think this was another upset victory mm-hmm. which Amir Jordan just happened to use a really cool pin reversal pin to win I don't think I've ever seen anybody use that before. I thought it was cool. Pin to win. Um, and then the main event for the NXT UK Women's Championship, we saw the champion Kaylee Ray successfully retain the title against Ginny. Joseph Connors got involved multiple times. The referee saw him and he eventually kicked him from ringside, but he took the championship and Kaylee Ray went after him, took the title back, slaps him places the title back in the ring and, Behind the referee's back, Jenny tries to use that title. Referee turns around, sees it. She's arguing with the referee and Kaylee Ray hit the Gory Bomb to win. That leaves her almost the longest running reigning champion in NXT. Or um, or makes uh, I don't know if she's over that actually. But awesome. Kaylee Ray said that she wants a match against the best in the world. So I feel like maybe at some event coming up soon. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if we're gonna see Sasha Banks versus Kaylee Ray. That would be pretty cool. Like who? Would... Who else is the
1: best in the world? Uh, I don't know. Becky Lynch. No. <laughs> I would. <laughs> I would love for them to just incorporate these. This brand more often. Like the fact that. Um,
0: Alexander Wolf made his way over to NXT.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Makes you wonder, maybe they will do some sort of match, or maybe it's it's Kaylee Ray at NXT St. Valentine's Day Massacre, not officially titled that, versus Io Shirai, champion versus champion, no titles on the line, just champion versus champion.
1: Hmm. I don't know should be interesting
0: moving over to Smackdown it opens up with Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman by the way we didn't mention uh I don't think we was it last week the 8k cameras that that are brand new or was that two weeks ago already
1: True?
0: I don't know. I don't remember but I didn't they don't they're not like they're cool for entrances but mm-hmm. that's all they're used for so but Roman Reigns opens, and he said that we're not going to be seeing Kevin Owens on SmackDown because he pulled some strings, and he said so. He moved on to the card subject, the change thing, and questioned what if he were to do the same thing. And uh, Adam Pearce came out, and he's like, "This, this has gone on too long." And Roman Reigns basically tears him apart, as he should. Even saying, "This is why you didn't never made it in WWE." Or never made it to WWE. Paul Heyman left. And Adam Pearce is like, you know, I can take it from Roman Reigns, but I'm not going to take it from Paul.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And then Reigns spoke about how disrespecting Paul is disrespecting him. And then Paul challenged Adam Pearce to the match and Adam Pearce accepted.
1: Which so right is then uh... and there?
0: I was pumped to see Adam Pearce in a match. <laughs> Paul yeah. Heyman was his last match. I think was 2014 was supposed or supposed to be, and then uh, it was Chris Jericho versus Paul Heyman. He was a uh... Chris Jericho was a I think a guest general manager at that point. Really? Yeah, for the night, and because uh, he hadn't been in WWE for for that time period, I don't think. Mm-hmm. And uh, he set up the, the somehow that match got made and it was a street fight and Brock Lesnar showed up and the match never took place. <laughs> and he beat up Chris Jericho. But after that, we saw Sami Zayn come out and handcuff himself to the barricade in protest of everything that's been going on, which gets cut off by Asuka and Charlotte.
1: And I, they... I still I still love that Zayn has entire his entire film crew and everything.
0: Yeah. And they went on, Asuka and Charlotte Flair went on to pick up that victory over the Riot squad. Billy Kay was there again, ringside with them. But I didn't I didn't like this match. I thought it was slow, and I, I didn't think the Billy Kay spot made any sense. I, 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 like yeah. there was no way Ruby Riot had Asuka long enough for a three count. Is I think that... it was a throwaway match. I don't think it did anything for the Riot squad. Mm-hmm. And the only thing that I liked during this match was Asuka and Flair hitting that codebreaker and natural selection combo
1: to win. That was cool. Yeah, the entire Billy Kay aspect didn't really do much for this match. But... Like, yeah. uh, like Asuka had the, the pin. Mm-hmm.
0: Billy Kay gets up to distract the referee, but Ruby Riot quickly reverses Asuka's pin. Yeah. But that wasn't like a three-second pin, so... Mm-hmm. And then afterwards, Billy Kay apologized to them and said that she spoke with Sonya Deville, got them spots in the Royal Rumble,
1: and then they kicked her to the curb. Unfortunate. <laughs> you know? So, she was onto something. There's
0: like different people that, like, I don't, maybe Billy K wins the Royal Rumble. Mm
1: hmm. That would be after uh,
0: yeah, after that though, Daniel Bryan came out, spoke about the Raw Rumble. He's went over all the rules for some reason, as if like there are brand new fans left and right watching wrestling these days.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> but he and brought
0: up never winning a Raw Rumble before, and he gets cut off by Cesaro, who uh, made fun of the fact that he mentioned all the rules. And Cesaro claimed that he's going to be winning, and then he challenged Daniel Bryan, and Daniel Bryan said no. Not not dressed to compete. So Cesaro challenged anyone who's also declared for the Raw Rumble, which sets up
1: Dolph Ziggler and Cesaro with Cesaro picking up that victory. I like this match. You know, I really like this match. I thought it was good. And I'm, I'm glad to see Cesaro get the win, but should the
0: tag team champion be pinned? Yeah, why not? He didn't ha he didn't have his tag team partner with him. But, like, why? I just, I I don't know. I just never
1: understand, like. If, if Oscar could lose, Ziggler could lose. I, again, don't like that, really. I know. I don't mind I don't. It.
0: I like the idea of Cesaro winning the Raw Rumble. I don't see it, but. I would yeah. certainly hope for it, but I don't mm-hmm. see it. Because Cesaro, obviously, we've said this multiple times, is one of the best in the company.
1: Oh, hands down.
0: Dolph Ziggler, I think, also one of the best in the company, so I was happy to see this match.
1: I totally agree with you.
0: After this, we saw Sasha Banks defeat Reginald. An actual intergender match for the first time in years. Uh I I don't
1: remember the last time we saw one. Where do we start with it? like I was not expecting it was just to actually it was fun to see. I was not I was expecting a breath to of have fresh a... air. Yeah, I didn't expect that we would actually have an intergender matchup. Like, when he was doing
0: the moves in this match, I, for a second I was like, I now think this might be one of the signees from Cirque du Soleil. And I went and I researched it, and sure enough, he was.
1: Oh, interesting. Yeah. Huh. Well, this, at first you didn't know what to expect, but then they started to, uh, it was very Lucha Libre-esque as well. It just,
0: I mean, it reminded me of Cirque du Soleil. Also,
1: <laughs> it reminded From me of the clips
0: I've seen. I've never been to see it, but
1: it reminded me of that time where Ricochet was evading. Um, I forgot re- retribution. Maybe
0: also yeah. like a uh, a Leo Rush, Bobby Lashley. Oh, that's that's
1: what I'm thinking of. Not Ricochet. I was yeah, Leo Rush avoiding Bobby Lashley. It reminded me of that, especially that flip off the steps. Um, there was so much to take away from this they the reversals that were taking place in this matchup were so cool and he did the entire back flip to the outside of the ring again there was a few parts where i kind of was just like he went through the motion i was just like i had to clinch back i was just like oh okay he didn't he made it he's safe like i mean there was a few parts like that like there was that moment where he did the the forward flip off of the steel steps towards carmella and he, you saw him, like, kind of taking that extra step. Yeah. And, you, and you're like, oh, is he going to hit or is he going to And <sighs> he stops right in front. Like, I, I loved it, dude.
0: Yeah, it was fun to see. And now I believe Sasha Banks will go on to the Raw Rumble to face Carmella for the championship.
1: Yeah, I think so. And I hope or to not, see more of Reynolds. I,
0: my wording is wrong in that sentence as Carmella will be facing Sasha Banks for the championship. But
1: yeah. And it's not Reynolds. What's his name? Reginald? Reginald, yeah. I don't know why he said right. right. Uh, Reginald.
0: Apollo Crews picked up the victory over Big E via disqualification. Uh, the championship was on the line, but Sami Zayn, who was handcuffed since the beginning of SmackDown, basically, almost the beginning, uncuffs himself. And he hits Apollo Crews with that haluva kick, and then he attacked Big E as well.
1: I mean I thought this was a good spot. I like how he was there the entire SmackDown.
0: Yeah, and he had his own signs and everything. I liked I liked everything about that.
1: Yeah. And this was a good match too, Apollo and Biggie. Yeah. You know, I always liked Biggie splashed on the on the apron. I always thought that's a really cool spot.
0: Yeah. Um after that we saw Kevin Owens address being banned from the building. And he spoke about how all his tattoos are meaningful and what each of them mean. And he moved on to initials on his hand, on his fingers, and said that they represent this they're for his grandfathers. And how they he watched them fight so hard against Mm -hmm. the disease. And he said that. Roman Reigns can do whatever he wants to him because what he watched his grandfathers go through, he has the strength to just keep fighting. So Roman Reigns can ban him from the building, but it doesn't matter. I will just keep fighting. Mm -hmm. After that, we saw the street profits ask Sonya Deville for a rematch for the tag team championships against the dirty dogs. And she's like, yeah, you guys deserve it, but for now, no. Mm -hmm. You guys can rest up and let other tag teams step up. So I don't know where that sets the Street Profits right now. Nah. We have the Ultimate Athlete Obstacle Course, which I liked Bailey having her own uh, gear version, a track pant version of her gear. Mm Mm-hmm. Chad Gable was used in this as an object to carry.
1: (laughs) I yeah, I love that Gable was involved in this
0: after Bailey finished her round.
1: Bailey had them add bigger hurdles for Bianca Belair and Bailey, her entire thing. She went through it. She didn't really even compete with it, which I kind of love as the heel aspect. And Michael Cole confuses me so much with Bailey's name because he doesn't say Bailey. He said Bailey. Well, that's probably just his accent. Yeah, yeah, Cole. But
0: she had them add bigger hurdles for Bianca Belair, and she also had to carry Otis instead of Chad Gable, which she freaking did, which is insane. And she beat Bailey with 17 seconds to spare. Just, she's like, she's just an incredible
1: athlete. Uh, did you see what she did with Otis? Yeah. Yeah, she's in, she's incredible, and even those hurdles. Yeah, you know, the the hurdles were. You could tell that she's she's pretty much she's professional athlete level.
0: She is the est of WWE. She backs up everything she says.
1: Yeah, that's that's for sure.
0: Bailey, kind of a bit of a sore loser afterwards, uh, throwing the basketball at her, which I liked, and attacking her.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and that segment. Uh, afterwards, we saw King Corbin defeat Dominic, which was a fun match. Another fun match, and Dominic continues to be impressive in the ring.
1: Totally agree. The one thing, I mean, he ended up getting rocked with that with that golden glove punch at the end.
0: Yeah. Um. Now we just wait and see who Rey Mysterio has. Who is Rey Mysterio's solution to King Corbin? Mm -hmm. who's also known for knocking people out with a punch. Come on, writing's on the wall. If it's not Big Show, I'll be shocked. (laughs) Uh, The main event was supposed to be Paul Heyman facing off against Adam Pearce. However, Paul Heyman faked a leg injury and touted cards subject to change. Roman Reigns rocks him with a Superman punch, low blows him, and then Kevin Owens eventually jumps in and they brawled. I liked Kevin Owens' counter of the Superman punch. He hit him with the stunner instead.
1: Yeah, that was a cool reversal.
0: But the brawl was eventually broken up, and it led to Kevin Owens hitting another stunner and a pop-up powerbomb through the table to, to end SmackDown. Which was he, a cool spot. He went to use the steel steps, but they the officials backed him off. And I, yeah, I thought it was a great ending to SmackDown overall. Yeah, Most definitely... of the SmackDown I thought was really
1: good. Yeah, I... It was very entertaining, from the Sasha Banks match to the. I never thought that I would really find a, a what was it called with the Sasha Banks? I mean, no, I'm sorry, uh, Bailey. An obstacle course. Yeah, uh, an extreme, not extreme. Uh,
0: <laughs> an ultimate athlete obstacle course.
1: Yeah, I never thought that I would find something like that to be entertaining. Yet it was entertaining,
0: especially because you have flashbacks from NXT. Yeah. Totally. Um, yeah, but so that was, that was SmackDown. We're going to take a quick break and hear from a, our sponsor Manscaped some words and we'll be right back here
2: on Marking Out. Support for Marking Out is brought to you by Manscaped, who are the best in men's below the waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. Look, look, I mean, I've done it, Dave's done it, Brandon's never done it. You're down there, you, sh- you know, you're shaving up, making sure everything looks clean and fresh, and, and you get a nick. Get a little kutsky there. And it stinks. It's no-, it- it's no fun whatsoever. So that's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. The Manscaped engineering team spent 18 months perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created so essentially it's the ball hair trimmer equivalent of Shawn michaels versus the undertaker at wrestlemania 25 and they just released the new and improved lawnmower 3.0 their third generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to the advanced skin safe technology pioneered by manscape when i tell you this is premium I mean premium. The battery will last up to 90 minutes so you can take a longer shave. Because we all know that Brandon's gonna need it. The waterproof technology allows you to groom in the shower. So that way, you don't make a mess all over your bathroom. The one coolest feature is the LED light, which illuminates grooming areas for closer, more precise trimming. They've also upgraded to a 7,000 RPM motor with Quiet Shrug technology. And let's not forget about the charging stand. Show your mower off loud and proud because this intelligently designed Stand is a convenient charging dock powered by USB, so that way I can charge my lawnmower 3.0, my camera batteries, and my phone all on the same shelf. Huzzah! If you're listening to me speak right now, I want you to experience it firsthand for yourself. Trim that junk of yours and get 20% off and free shipping with the code. Regardless, that's one for this uh, read at Manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. Get 20% off in free shipping with the code REGARDLESS, that's two for this read, at manscaped.com. That's 20% off in free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code REGARDLESS, that's three for this read. And folks, if you want your boomer sooner
0: to be fruity, delicious, fruity, fruity, delicious, fruity, delicious, well, then use the code REGARDLESS to get 20% off in free shipping. That's
2: now four for this read.
0: Don't forget to sauce it.
2: Back on Marking Out, pro wrestling talk by pro wrestling fans. Always got to thank Manscaped for being aboard, uh, helping us out with the pod. You go to manscaped.com at checkout. Use the coupon code regardless. Save 20% off and free shipping. Uh, get your Weed Whacker. Get your lawnmower Mower 3.0. Get some foot spray. Uh, but go there. Again, manscaped.com. Use the coupon code regardless. Uh, Chris here. You can follow me on Twitter at ChrisSweenDog, and we're talking about pro wrestling. And we're going to kick it off with the first major, you could say, pay per view uh, of twenty twenty one. Because last week Genesis was an uh, Impact uh, plus special. It's hard to kill Impact wrestling, uh, kind of being the you could say one of the talks of the town. And this week they were the people were talking, talk, talk, talky talk. Uh, Anyway, you had a great pre-show that highlighted everything. But also, you got wrestling action as Brian Myers picked up the victory over Josh Alexander. Um, The match that I wanted a couple of weeks ago where I said, I'm like, oh man, these two are going to fight on impact. It's going to be great. This is the match that I wanted like two weeks ago. I got it now. And it was great. And it kind of kept Brian being that CD heel by pulling Josh Alexander's, you know, uh ring gear over his eyes to hit the, the big clothesline for the one, two, three. And they kind of played that up throughout the match. They're like, oh yeah, he wears his headgear. And you saw Brian kind of focusing on the headgear. And ultimately, Brian got the one two three. Um also on the pre-show uh, big announcement, as Madison Rain has announced her retirement from Impact Wrestling. Five-time Knockouts champion, two-time Knockouts tag team champion. Uh, she's going to Greener Pastures. she uh, They also announced before Hard to Kill that her and Josh Matthews would no longer be on the commentary team it would be the team of D'Lo Brown and Matt Stryker I mean I know people I know Brandon wasn't a fan of their commentary Josh Matthews and uh, Madison Rain I enjoyed them but wherever you go to now Madison Rain we wish you the best of luck because you are a solid entering performer you help that knockouts division which is maybe one of the most solid divisions in all of wrestling so cheers to you but you kick off the main show, hard to kill, with the uh, returning Decay, or what's left of the Decay in Impact Wrestling, picking up the victory over Taniel Dashwood and Caleb with a K. Uh, Decay gets a double chokeslam on Caleb for the win, um, almost for the win, but it was Rosemary uh, Stevie getting the Tornado DDT to pick up the victory, so... um it's bringing something from the past back that worked. So maybe there'll be a little bit more intergender wrestling in Impact Wrestling. Next up, you have the team of Eric Young, Joe Doring, and Diener picking up the victory over cousin Jake Rhino and Tommy Dreamer in an old school rules match. Um, them being introduced into this match, uh, that team of Eric Young, Joe Doring, and Diener are now being known as violence by design in the promos you saw you know this is the design so now these teams are violent by design this was a very it was an old school rule match in itself there was you know uh, steel chair shots there was thumbtacks but ultimately it was Eric Young hitting Jake in the head with his mask to fig- to after the, with a pile driver to pick up the victory We have new Knockouts Tag Team Champions, and the ones that I was hoping for, Kira Hogan and Tasha Steeles, picked up the victory over Havoc and Nevaeh. The one person that stood out in this match to me was Jessica Havoc. She, they put her over huge on commentary, saying, you know, she's a she's an absolute beast, and she was doing double power bombs. She was doing, you know, full, double fall away slams. She was a standout star in this match. Uh, it was ultimately, it was um kira hogan putting the veil away with her signature spinning neckbreaker to pick up the win you had gail kim and madison rain afterwards presenting them with the tag team championships they have a, a tag team name fire and uh, fire and flavor now so good for them i think the right tag team won here so uh, you know props to them for becoming the new knockouts tag team champions uh, next up, you have Ace Austin come to the ring. Ace Austin was in the pre-show as well, talking about, oh, yeah, look at these micro-brawlers. By the way, I bought Abyss, and I bought Doc Gallows. So, my ever-expanding micro-brawlers collection. Well, he's talking about the micro-brawlers. He won the X-Cup next year. He's great. He's, he's down on the pay-per-view, and, you know, being upset. And rightfully so, you know. He won the X-Cup. But, anyway... Austin comes out to the ring, says he's not competing on Hard to Kill, and he's adding himself to the three-way X-Division match. He is then interrupted by Scott Demore. Scott Demore says, hey, listen, you coming out here and saying that, you know, you're putting yourself in the match? No, you could have easily come to my locker room, you could have come to my office, excuse me, and you could have asked, and I would have put you in there. But seeing as, you know, you're here and you're ready, I've got an opponent Who's always ready and announces always ready, Matt Cardona into the impact zone. This was a shoot surprise for me. I had no clue. When he said, I was I'm like, who's he gonna introduce? Maybe it's gonna be, maybe Heath's gonna be back. And he said he's always ready. And I stopped and I actually marked out real hard. Just like Matt Stryker said on commentary, I marked out bro. And it was Matt Cardona getting a quick win by disqualification over Ace Austin. As Fulton comes into the ring and attacks Matt Cardona after the bell, Ace Austin and Madman Fulton try to attack Cardona, but he, uh, you know, hits the uh, radio silence and and the bad guys powder out. So really cool to see Matt Cardona in Impact Wrestling. You know, the, the reports on the internet are saying, oh yeah, this is one of those, you know, tryout runs like he had at AEW. It's going to work out. I think this is a very good fit for him. I mean, not only is this, you know, his partner in, in real life is you know, partner on the Major Wrestling Figure Podcast there, but this is, would be a good starting point for him to, you know, I don't want to say, no, I, that, that sounds silly of me to say because he was on AEW. He was part of the big thing. But, okay, this is what I mean. When he was at AEW, he wasn't the focal point. He's like, oh, hey, here's Cody's friend. Now they can say, okay, here's Matt Cardona. Let's show everybody what he is capable of. And we'll talk about him more when we get to Impact for this week. Uh, Next up, Manic, who was, you know, TJP, which we all knew. uh, You know, his mask, he was unmasked during the match. He picks up the victory over Rohit Raju and Chris Bay. Outstanding X-Division-style match. Um, But, you know, TJP, whatever his name is, his mask came off halfway through the 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 match, which was good. Anyway, uh, Manic rolls up uh, Rohit to win the match and retain the X-Division title, so... Uh, cool to keep this storyline going on. Next up, you had Diana Perrazzo successfully defend her knockouts women's knockouts championship against Taya Valkyrie. Um, I said this on the show that I was very excited about this match, and I don't want to say that I was disappointed with it because it was a great match, but there was. Other aspects than just to a straight women's match. You know, you had the involvement of crazy Steve and Rosemary on Ty of Valkyrie's side. You had the involvement of Kimberly and, and Susan, who I was laughing so hard as she, you know, me and Brandon said, you know, she's probably taking the role of a Karen as she's sitting there filming on her cell phone while the referee's trying to kick her out. It was hilarious. I really enjoyed that. Um, but. Anyway, I, I feel and I feel like it was a really quick match, too. Uh, Diana Purrazzo does pick up the victory, and that's rightfully so. You know, she's really cementing herself as a, a fantastic knockout champion. And what better way to do it than beating the longest reigning knockouts champion of all time? After this, you had the Karate Man defeat Ethan Page in um, a very interesting match, you can say. You know, it was, essentially it was all green screen stuff um, it was very Mortal Kombat-esque Ethan Page later came out on Reddit and said that this wasn't what he gave Impact Wrestling apparently they had made this a joke and I feel like for me, the entire time this was supposed to be that kind of like jokey, it's supposed to be funny thing because he's facing his he's facing himself but The Karate Man rips out the heart of Ethan Page, and he walks away, and that's it. So, I mean, it was a good way to kind of split between the Knockout Championship match. And what came after this was Eddie Edwards picking up the victory over Sammy Callahan in Barb Wire Massacre. What a hell of a match you had here. Like, this wasn't your typical, like, oh, hey, guess what? We're just going to replace the ropes with barbed wire. No, this was, hey, let's have a part of a steel cage with barbed wire over it. Hey, let's have an N64 controller with barbed wire wrapped all over it. You had a barbed wire baseball back. You had kendo sticks. I would like the spot in the middle of the match where Sammy picks up the kendo stick. Eddie Edwards picks up the barbed wire baseball bat They're just like, no, they trade, and then they start going after each other. Um, but it was Eddie Edwards picking up an emerald fl- uh, flosion on to a steel barbed wire steel chair to get the win. I saw Sammy Callahan's head after uh, on social media. He looked like he had a shiner there. Um, but this should this is your big blow off match from this from this whole uh, from this whole feud. This feud that was years and years in the making. Next big pay per view that'll come up will be Impact Rebellion. And the logo looked very ominous as you have the Omega symbol on the forefront there. S- Saturday, April 24th, live on pay-per-view. It'd be really cool if we can get some fans back. We did, I mean, speak about that. They added crowd noise into the impact zone for this taping and and, and for impact on which I, I liked and I didn't like. Because I know a lot of places are kind of opening up restrictions. Uh due to COVID, but even though we're in the worst part of, you know, the pandemic as is, um, but it was a nice little touch, because, I mean, everybody else has, you know, WWE has their, their Thunderdome, where there's fan noise piped in, AEW has has fans in an open-air arena, so that's, oh, there's your crowd noise, and then they, they were also, too, one of the first people to put all the, the wrestlers around the ring. To make them get them all hyped. Um, would like to see fans April 24th. But we don't know where we're going to be in four months from now. So let's just continue on to your main event. As expected. The Good Brothers and your AEW World Heavyweight Champion Kenny Omega. Picked up the victory over Rich Swan, Chris Sabin, and Moose. Earlier in the day before Hard to Kill. It was announced that Alex Shelley couldn't make it there for reasons. He didn't have COVID. You know, no one was sick. There, it, there was no really like talk of it but he was replaced with moose everybody shined in this match which was great interesting enough the beginning entrance was kenny omega coming out in a halloween bullet club shirt and gallows and anderson coming out decked out in full in in bullet club gear stuff too so i guess that was you know a homage them being in the bullet club um so cool for them to do that, but as I said, everybody in this match shined. Moose shined by doing that, uh, you know, big Spanish fly, but ultimately it was, uh, uh... He hit a Spanish fly off the top rope on a Kenny Omega. Excuse me. But at the end of the day, it was Kenny Omega connecting with a V-trigger and hitting a one-winging angel onto Rich Swan for the one two three. 2 He expected this. There's no way Rich Swan and what was supposed to be the Motor City Machine Guns were gonna beat the AEW World Heavyweight Champion. So great way to kick off the pay-per-views of 2021 with aew hard to kill now let's jump over to tuesday night impact on access tv uh you kicked it off with a clip from last saturday night of don callis and the good brothers and kenny omega all celebrating and now they said okay you know let's get out of here we got to move on let's get out of here for the night don callis pulls back he looks at the camera and says listen We're going to take a little hiatus from here. we got some business to take care of in Jacksonville. Then it kicks off to your show. In which, violent by design, Eric came out to the ring. Uh, Eric Young faced off against Rhino and successfully defeated Rhino uh, in a match. And and won by submission. Targeting Rhino's ankle, post-match, you have... Violent by design, take out Rhino, take out cu- Cousin Jake. You know, wrap the steel chair around Rhino's ankle and stomp on it. You know, referees come out and break everything up. After this, you had uh, some backstage stuff with Rich Swann, uh, you know, responding to Moose. Because, you know, after Hard to Kill, Moose uh, attacked Rich Swan in-, in the backstage area. He says he's going to prove he's a world champion. He's going to give him his opportunity at the world title tonight. And also, too, you have uh, Detective AC Romero backstage telling Jami Dreamer that he knows who shot Johnny Bravo. Because, you know, he found there was one set of fingerprints that were on the cologne that he had, which is called Ring Rust. And I like Tommy Dreamer's Drew. He's like, yeah, everybody has it. Don't worry. And also the gun to shoot Johnny Bravo. And we find that out later in the night. But next up, you have the Good Brothers coming out to the ring, talking about them winning it hard to kill. They're so great, you know. And then Chris Saban comes out and says that the Monocene Machine Guns want their rematch. But unfortunately, they can't do it now with Alex Shelley. But he does have a suitable tag team partner, and that was Impact's you know, you could say veteran mainstay, James Storm. Comes out, says that they're gonna win the tag team titles, and then it, which was wild to me, Matt Hardy's AEW music starts playing, and Matt Hardy and Private Party show up in the impact zone we haven't seen any impact wrestlers other than kenny omega appear on impact wrestling yet and this is the first sign for it and they say matt hardy he represents private party uh they want to more they're gonna have a warm-up match before AEW dynamite tomorrow night And the Good Brothers recommend that Saban and Storm face off against Private Party and the winner will earn an Impact Tag Team Championship shot. After this, we have Matt Cardona backstage with Gia Miller. She's saying that Cardona says, you know, he came to Impact for an opportunity and he's going to prove himself right. So, you know, really pushing him as Matt Cardona and not Cody's friend, which I like here. Uh, after this you have all throughout the night you had fire and Flava talking about how they're going to have a big festival celebrating their huge win and the first of these segments um you know they're trying to sell the package to people um and brian My- they're trying to sell it to Fala, and brian myers comes in and confronts Fala, which then sets up a match for later in the evening next up after this you have kimberly and susan pick up the victory over Jordan, Grace, and Jazz. So I'm glad to see Jazz back in the impact zone. I thought, you know, this would end last week at Genesis, but, you know, it's not. Uh, Deanna parazo hits Jazz with the knockouts title to help her team pick up the win. So maybe we'll see a Jazz-Deanna Parazo feud going forward. That would be pretty cool. Another one of these backstage segments with Detective AC Romero as he finds out that the person that shot Johnny Bravo was Taya Valkyrie. Her fingerprints were on the ring rust cologne and they were on the gun, and she admits it. She said she was just protecting her. She was protecting the demon assassin from Johnny Bravo. Um, And security then escorts her out. And... You have you have uh, A.C. Romero and Tommy Dreamer sitting goes, where's he gonna go? It's like, well, if she's lucky, she'll go to Jacksonville Penitentiary. But you know, if she's not lucky, she'll be going to Stanford. She'll be going to Stanford Correctional. Will she have a two a two year uh, sentence with a vesting option for a third? <laughs> Which I thought was one taking shots at both AEW, taking shots at WWE, and A.C. Romero goes, what about Baltimore Penitentiary? And he goes, yeah, no one wants to go there. So now the big question is where do we see Taya Valkyrie going from here? You know, the internet is saying that, you know, her contract is up with Impact Wrestling. Um, Do we see her go to WWE? Because, you know, her husband is there. So rather than, you know, eventually the world's going to open back up again. And WWE is going to go back to their, you know, three house shows during the weekend, then a Monday or a Monday taping or SmackDown, and then, you know, a bunch of live shows. So maybe she'll want to be spend more time with her husband. Or maybe she would go to AEW. I think, especially with WWE making some signings this week um, in the NXT brand, I think they might have a little bit of an oversaturation right now when it comes to female wrestlers. And I said this to Brandon while we were texting last night during Impact. I think AEW would be an excellent fit for her because... Like, who else do they have to face against Hikaru Shida? What are they gonna wait till like Riho comes back and do the Riho Hikaru Shida match? No, this is somebody that, like, after Hikaru Shida has this great reign to put the title on and you could focus this division around it. Yes, we know eventually the title is gonna go around Britt Baker, but like, you could have a good core with your tie of Valkyrie, with Britt Baker, with Cheetah, Rio will eventually come back. Chris Statlander is gonna come back, and that's out of all the matches, that's the one I want to see the most, is gonna be a Chris Chris Statlander tie of Valkyrie match, which would be awesome. So we'll just have to just sit back and relax and see where Ty Valkyrie goes from here. Maybe she'll show up at the Women's Royal Rumble. Right after this, too, Rosemary is confronted by Crazy Steve. As Again, hopefully, we'll start seeing more of the decay. Maybe we'll see some more intergender wrestling in Impact Wrestling. Another thing that happened on Impact was these AEW paid ads, which had Tony Schiavone in the control center. He's like, yep, this is Tony Schiavone in the control center. Yep, this is a real control center. To then have Tony Khan and Jerry Lynn... Standing there talking about, you know, he asked Private Party and Matt Hardy to go there in response to what the Good Brothers did. And then TK reveals uh, that he goes, oh, yeah, maybe it'd be good for me to go to the zone. Oh, wait a minute. Guess what? I am here. I'm in the impact zone. And I'm going to sit there and scout Private Party's match tonight. And they walk to the, uh, walk to the ring, which I, I think my mind blew on this one. I was like, whoa, Tony Khan. these these paid ads, you think they're just going to be like cheesy paid ads. It's paying off to something, which is cool. Uh, you had Rich Swan and Moose have an in-ring promo here in which, you know, Moose, he wants to give Moose his title shot. He wants to face him tonight. You know, Moose talking, Swan saying that he's the proclaimed uh, TNA World Heavyweight Champion, and they have a big scuffle here. So going forward, it's probably going to be Rich Swan and Moose. Swan though, leaves on the upper hand after he hits a, a Phoenix splash onto Moose in, in the ring. You have a, a backstage segment with Rohit Raju confronting Scott Moore about how... You Know TJP wasn't supposed to have the exhibition championship, and he's like, Yeah, you're right, Matic won it, and it was you know, conveniently TJP. Scott DeMore tells Rohit that he's going to have a singles match against TJP in two weeks after he leaves. He says it's going to be uh, a non title match. Hopefully, Rohit Rishi wins it. Another backstage segment with Fire and Flavor trying to get people for Fire and Flavor Fest and trying to pursue uh, a referee about it um and then they try to pursue havoc and Vay, who they lost to and they said they don't want any part of it why do i have a feeling that no one is going to show up to this next up after this you have brian myers pick up the victory over falaba um which you know brian myers he's the most professional wrestler but he's using a lot of cheap ways to win which i think is the, is the whole you know, think about it. He uses uh, Josh Alexander's uh, headgear against him at heart's kill. This time, a low blow to Fala, and he puts him away with a huge running clothesline. Backstage, you have Gia Miller again, this time with Ace Austin, as she talks about, you know, running into Matt Cardona hard to kill. He said he was he was in he was booked on the pre-show event to cover Josh Alexander's match. Goes into Josh Alexander. And then Josh Alexander shows up and says, if you, you know, want something, he has to go and take it. This then leads to Madman Fulton blindsiding a- Alexander. Ace Austin and Fulton hit down the two-on-one attack, and then Matt Cardona comes in and even ups the odds. They announce it for next week. It's going to be. Josh Alexander and Matt Cardona facing off against Ace Austin and Mad Man Fulton, kind of melding the two storylines of you know Ace Austin, Josh Alexander, and then also Matt Cardona's hatred for Ace Austin and Fulton into one. After a little brief uh, recap of Barbed Wire Massacre, we see Eddie Edwards. Being cared to by impact physicians uh, about his injuries from hard to kill. And Brian Myers comes in, talks about his eye. I didn't even mention it. You know, he uh, allegedly got poked in the eye during his match. He did get poked in the eye by Fala in the match. But it was, you know, it wasn't purposefully. It was accidentally. You know, Brian thinks that he needs to be attended to before Eddie. And Eddie's like, listen, I've got some injuries here. Myers essentially calls Eddie a backyard wrestler and sets up a match for next week. So it's going to be Brian Myers versus Eddie Edwards. Cool. I'm about it. Next up, your main event. You saw Private Party pick up the victory over Chris Sabin and James Storm. They are now the number one contenders for the Impact World Tag Team Titles. It was Private Party hitting a gin and juice for the win. Post match, you see the Good Brothers come down and stare their ch- stare down their challengers, but then Chris Sabin and James Storm attack both teams. Huge brawl to end the show. Outstanding work as usual by Impact Wrestling. Impact is starting to become my favorite favorite show of the week. Because you don't know what's gonna happen in Impact. It's like, I mean, from the the two shows that I watch a week, I watch AEW, and like they're they're giving you like it's like it's must see wrestling. It's like you gotta watch it live. Like this week especially, Brandon who we haven't spoken about uh, Impact together on the show lot, he texted me and was like, holy F, because Matt Hardy and Private Party showed up. And then Tony Khan shows up too, which is awesome. And you have Matt Cardona show up at Hard to Kill, which is even cooler. He's got a shirt now on three different companies. Wild. That was everything that was Impact this week. It ruled. And now let's uh, go over to, to AEW. Kick it off with the birthday celebration of Negative One, Brody Lee Jr. As the Dark Order comes out, if anybody noticed, it came out through the face tunnel. So I guess that whole flip between the Dark Order being heels and faces has, you know, happened. They go to sing Happy Birthday to Negative One and Luther and Serpent go come out. They say that this isn't a child's, this isn't a, a play place, and then it turns into an all-out brawl, which starts the match, which Dark Order and Hangman Page pick up the victory over TH2 and the Chaos Project. Uh, this match was just wild. It was all over the place. You didn't know it was go- like who was the legal man to start the match off. There was a lot of things going on, but uh, ultimately... It was the buckshot lariat to a German suplex combination, which I thought was really cool, with Hangman Page and Alex Reynolds to pick up the victory. Uh, Afterwards, negative one swatted papers at Serpentico, which I thought was great. Um, And then post, you have John Silver get down on his knee and ask Hangman Page if he will join the Dark Order, in which he says no. But I guess... The Dark Order thought that he was going to join. They have they have people, dancing mariachi guys, they have confetti, they have a big sign. I thought it was a little goofy. Especially, like, I understand, like, the Dark Order was this big, ominous presence, and then Mr. Brodie Lee passed away, and then they turned... it. It I feel like they took what they had on BTE and just shot it up, like, 100%, and then put that on TV. I hope I'm wrong, and I hope this was just a one-time thing because of the courting of... Because I want, I want the Darker to be faces, don't get me wrong. Everybody in that stable is extremely talented. But I don't want them to be this goofy. Uh, next up, you have a backstage promo with MJF and Chris Jericho. The, after tonight, they said they're going to be uh, stronger than ever. No matter what happens, uh, they're going to all leave as a unit. After this, you have Tony Schiavone uh, in the ring with... Stan! Uh, and Sting comes out and he's uh, you know congratulates uh, Darby Allen on becoming the TV champ. They're interrupted by Taz, who is on the t- the jumbotron, whatever you want to say. They say they fight dirty. Maybe next time they'll do it. You know they, they want to you want to play in the streets. We'll do it in the streets. And now the ball's in their court, and they accept. So there was a challenge laid out by Team Taz for Darby Allen and Sting at Revolution. It was announced it's going to be powerhouse hobbs or brian cage and ricky starks versus sting and darby allen to tag team match this is sting's first match since that buckle bomb incident i believe at SummerSlam. i'm probably wrong i'll get a text message from brandon now telling me that i am wrong but anyway cool this is a, again i've spoke i spoke about this when it came to hard to kill there wait, kenny omega was on there that's a way to sell a pay-per-view This is a way to sell a pay-per-view because it's Sting's first match in, you know, how many years, which I think is cool. Next up, you don't have a backstage segment, but you have uh, a segment where the Bucks are going to visit Kenny Omega at his house. They are uh, introduced at the door by Michael Nakazawa, who takes them to a room where Don Callis is standing. With the weirdest portrait of all time of Kenny and Don Callis just looking like two completely jacked men. Don Cal's essentially what he does is try to pay them off for what happened last week, and he says no. Uh, Alex Marvez is there again. What do I say? Hardest working man in the business. And Alex Marvez is taken to the dungeon by Naka Nakazawa. The camera turns off, and it seems like the Bucks beat up Kenny. So you know, a little dice digression here. I think I don't know if that's the right word within the elite. Um, and we'll see where it has to go from here. Next up, you have Cody Rhodes pick up the victory over pretty Peter Avalon. Uh, this match was just goofy to me. First of all, like, early in the match, you have Jade Cargill come out. Uh, okay, no, okay, so first of all, like, the first move Cody hits is a crossroads. It, that should have been it, crossroads one, two, three. But it was a crossroads, and Jade Cargill comes out. She walks down and strikes the ref. And then Cody gets a, a low blow from Pretty Peter Avalon. And, and uh, like, essentially, like, Cody knows sold it. It was just... I thought it was goofy. And then the match went on for way longer than it should have. And Cody wins the match. He has P- Pretty Peter Avalon in a figure four. And he's about to slap him and Peter Avalon taps out. I mean, I, I get it. Like, you know, he's Pretty Peter Avalon. That's his name. He doesn't want to get slapped in the face. You know, doesn't want any bruising or anything like that on his face. But... I just thought it was goofy, and I guess it's continuing this Jade Cargill-Rhodes family. You know, last week we saw the involvement with Red Velvet. Next week, apparently, Cody and Shaq are going to have words, or is it two weeks? I'm not too sure, um, but I don't know. This whole thing was just kind of silly for me. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love Cody Rhodes. I think he's great. Um, what he's doing in AEW is fantastic, but I think this was this thing's just silly. You know, you could have had it backstage so if, if you were going to have... I do see people are saying, oh, Cody's fusing with a girl. But like afterwards, when they said, Oh yeah, Shaq and Cody are gonna have a uh, you know, there's gonna be some sort of confrontation between the two of them. Now you see what's gonna go on from here. Jade Jade Cargill is essentially just being the representative of Shaq when Shaq can't be there. Next up you have a backstage segment with FTR. Um Jurassic Express Storm's room. It sets up a match for next week. Dax Harwood by himself against Luchasaurus. I'm psyched about this. This is the first time I'm gonna see Dax Harwood in singles action in AEW, and also maybe ever. I'm not too sure. Again, I'll get you know yelled at by somebody for this. Next up, you have John Moxley, who this is his first match since December second, two thousand twenty. He picks up the victory of over Nick Camarado. who looks like, as Brandon said, a certain wrestler who is now canceled. On steroids, but he kind of reminded me of Bruiser Brody. Kind of looked like Charles Manson to me. Uh, Anyway, Moxley picks up the the win with the Bulldog choke, um, and he's just—he's on a tear. He said, "There's gonna be more violence. There's gonna be more bodies. There's gonna be bigger brawls, more blood." And he's like, uh, "You can come and bring whoever you want from anywhere, but it all ends with him." Back backstage, Jeff Dasha uh, have an interview. With Eddie Kingston, who's accompanied by the Butcher, the Blade, and the Bunny, he acts about Eddie Kingston's match next week with Lance Archer. But Lance Archer, Jake the Snake, Storm the Set, and they say save it for next week. Next week, we're going to get Eddie Kingston versus Lance Archer. Maybe this will be the blow-off for this little uh, mini-feud that they've had going on. Uh, next up, again, hardest-working man in AEW, Alex Morvez caught up with Kenny Omega, who was just dressed to the nine in the most ridiculous purple shirt but it goes to work with the this character that Kenny Omega has hey look at you I'm the best look at me I can dress like you could I could dress with these fancy shirts and pants and shoes um and Alex Barb doesn't want to talk to him he, Kenny Omega does get in contact though, with Don Kals, who sees his eye and Kenny Omega tells him he goes whoever did this to you let me know and' we will we'll take care of him And he's just furious over it, and rightfully so. It's the Invisible hand; It's a really strong manager component for Kenny Omega. After this, you have Matt Hardy and Private Party. Pick up the victory over Matt Seidel and Top Flight. Uh, Private Party showing a different side to them. One day after becoming the number one contenders for the Impact Tag Team Championship. Um, As you saw... The ending of the match, Isaiah Cassidy swings a chair at Dante Martin's ribs and they kind of smirk at each other. Uh, and then Marcus Quinn hits the Mark Quinn, Mark, whatever, regardless, use that coupon code 20% off for shipping. Hits a shooting star press and picks up the victory. So you kind of got this heel turn of private party. Um, and afterwards, you saw it even more as private party. You know, beat down, top top flight, and and uh, Matt Seidel. Uh, this match was very indirific for me. Um, not to say that it was a bad thing. It wasn't my cup of tea. The the too many like when did, I'm trying to remember this. When was the Spanish fly like a transition move? and that's what happened in this match like in the middle of the match just boom spanish fly in what for 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 a, for a two count like well talk about it from last saturday's hard to kill moose hit a huge spanish fly on Kenny omega and that was like a pop of the night that wasn't just okay you know quick spanish fly for another thing you you want to make those things like the, like big moves like that count and it just like that just got through to the wayside and like the and Jr., you can tell he's like, I don't know. You can tell Jr. was just like, yep, this isn't wrestling for me. It's like, I don't know what's going on. It's, it's a runaway trade. Uh Next up, though, you have MJF and Wardlow in the inner circle dressing room. You know, kind of talking how he loves everybody and he just wants everybody on the uh, be on the same side, except for Sammy. And Sammy tells him that they're not there yet. Next up after this, you have legit Layla Hirsch, unsuccessful. In picking up a victory over Penelope Ford. Uh, it was supposed to be legit Layla Hirsch versus Nyla Rose. Nyla Rose came out on Twitter saying that one of her family members that she was in direct contact with tested positive for COVID. So uh, we wish Nyla Rose, uh hopefully she doesn't get COVID, and whoever in her family gets a speedy recovery to this. But I thought this was maybe the highlight, one of the highlight matches of the night. Um when you when there's a negative, there's a pipe. A positive year and Penelope Ford got put in here and it was great uh, we got to see the first glimpse of Butler Charles Taylor uh, F.K. you can kind of say for now uh, Chuck Taylor dressed up to the nine has hair all gelled up had his uh, tuxedo on he was a shoot Butler uh, after the match though after Penelope Ford gets the win you have Muro get in the microphone and tell uh, Ch- Chuck Taylor to tell uh, excuse me Orange Cassidy that Miro's his best friend now and he does it and Orange Cassidy just gets up and walks away so uh, maybe after maybe there'll be some sort of big blow off at the wedding the beach beach bash wedding after this more backstage segments as the good brothers Carl Anderson and Doc Al's attack Penta Zero Miedo Kenny Omega joins in Kenny removes his designer boots as he called it, and stuck it right in Penta Zero Miedo's eye. So, uh, after the assault they tried to put on the Good Brothers last week and were unsuccessful, the Good Brothers kind of get some uh, retribution, you could say. And your main event of the evening, the Inner Circle three-way tag team match in which Chris Jericho and MJF pick up the victory over Sam Tana and Ortiz and Sammy Guevara and Jake Hager, known as Sammy Hager. I popped huge because they got I'm, I'm assuming they just got a cameo from Sammy Hager just kind of talking up the tag team which I thought was hilarious. It was funny. Um, and it played it, it worked hilarious when they were coming out. But, you know three-way match. Everybody is involved. Jericho tried to get his baseball bat and then the ending saw Ward roll, roll. A bit of Ward roll, uh, Wardlow who pops up on the a- apron. Uh, Sammy fell backwards from a collision, and MJF rolls up Sammy for victory. So it kind of continues like the subtle feud they were having with MJF and Sammy. Um, it continues the dissension in the inner circle, and um, it was an okay. I don't want to say it was a great dynamite. I thought it was okay. I you know again I thought the Dark Order stuff was goofy, but you know. It's the things that AEW doing is do is doing. AEW is doing for the Huber family in letting uh, Brody Jr. have this outstanding. I love it. I think it's great. And they're doing the right thing. And you know, and we know that the AEW crowd is a very smart, marquee Tile type crowd. So you know, if you're gonna boo a, a kid who just lost his father's uh, lost his father's birthday party, shame on you. Absolutely, shame on you um we'll see where it goes next year we have beach break in two weeks um and then revolution coming up after that so that was the world of professional wrestling just for this week uh that's what we're going to cover for this week but until then let's get into some shameless plugs
1: shameless plugs
2: that's right it's shameless plugs Um, This week, uh, a podcast I want you guys to follow on social media. Subscribe to them on all of your major uh, podcasting applications. It is Guy Italians Eating Italian. A friend of mine, Jesse, that I used to work with in the food service industry, has a podcast uh, talking about Italian food. Him, two of his friends from here on Long Island, they they make food. They talk about the origins of the food. You know, they get into other random tangents about being Italian. They have a cool episode called Pizza Wars, where they'll go to uh, a town in Long Island and see who has the better slice. Uh, I'm waiting him to come to my town because I pitched him two ideas, and uh, hopefully he picks them up. But they're at Guy Italians eating Italian on all uh, platforms twitter instagram uh go check them out it's fun it's it's comedic uh jesse is an outstanding human being i uh, i listen to this because he has a great soothing voice that's it for just one shameless plug this week um no match of the week this week because if it was it would be Matt Cardona versus ace austin because of you know mark out reasons uh but until then brandon who are you shouting out <laughs>
0: Shalom, Jay Silver here, and you're about to listen to my favorite part of the show, Brandon Shalom's, oh, I mean Brandon shoutouts The first shoutout goes to Bam Bam Bigelow He passed away 14 years ago this past week And I, I it's just, it's an absolute shame that he's not in the WWE Hall of Fame
1: that's, that's wild still, and it's, for some reason I was thinking about him today too I don't know why
0: it's just crazy I know. that it's been fourteen years.
1: That's wild, fourteen years. Yeah, you know I, I I actually met him once. I met him, you know, once as well. Yeah, and I, I that was the, when I met him. That was the night where I actually I ended up winning tickets to a WCW Nitro event. Wait, did you not go? No, I went. Oh, I don't. Yeah, I don't but,
0: know if I. I don't remember ever knowing you went to Nitro.
1: Yeah, me and my dad went. It was the main event was I think Hulk Hogan and Goldberg taking on uh DDP, Bam Bam Bigelow and Canyon.
0: You know, <laughs> it's funny because the one that I went to is like one of the most infamous episodes of Nitro.
1: Yeah, which one did you went which one did you go
0: to? I even remember I it's so infamous. I remember the date. Uh-huh. September 25th, 2000. The main event was WCW's version of the Hell in a Cell. Vince Russo versus Booker T for the World Championship. And Vince Russo picked up that victory over Booker T. You saw Vince Russo's title win? I did. And it was an accidental title win thanks to Goldberg... Um, because Goldberg ended up spearing Vince Russo through the cage just as Booker T stepped out. Technically, when you watch that footage back, it's Booker T who wins the match because his feet touch. Mm-hmm. I don't know how they're going to try and explain that Vince Russo won the match because his back was on top of the cage. Yeah. Brother, what? <laughs> yeah. But that's one of the most I think infamous moments in wcW history
1: I totally agree with you I mean on the night that I went I believe the fans threw garbage into the ring <laughs> you know
0: i also I believe that might be the same night so they had a um um a i think it was a like bikini contest or something uh-huh that was judged by howard stern's whack pack <laughs> And that's also, I believe, the night where that famous gif of Beetlejuice getting hit by Jeff Jarrett's guitar comes from. That's funny. The one also that I... another famous moment from that spot from that night was uh Mike Awesome and the insane clown posse. Oh yeah, that the, two, the... On, two on one where where Mike Awesome powerbombs one of them off of the bus too dope, I think, and he slides right off the bus and <laughs> falls on the floor
1: dude mike awesome was so good so underrated it's
0: still like dude and what's crazy like i have no memory of of most of that event i feel but Mm -hmm. um just like those moments i remember like they stick out and with the 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 that 70s bus that took Mm -hmm. place obviously it was a monday night the weekend prior on saturday i went to Um, I think it was like a, uh, like a bar mitzvah show at the Marriott
1: over there. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you were there or not. Um, oh wait, yes. Yeah. Because me and you were, we were getting the wax hands. I don't remember getting wax hands at all. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But I remember in that parking
0: lot, they had the bus parked already and I was like, oh my God, I know that bus.
1: I don't remember. So I thought
0: that was cool.
1: I, I wish I had that. pictures of it. With me, I know. I wish that, you know. I wish that I had so many. I went to a a bat. I, for, I think it was a house show, but it was a Battle royal at NASA Coliseum. But the Battle royal, I think it was won by Shawn Michaels. But it was so cool. It was like that WWF, um, not golden era. That the era after. Um, it was like Shawn Michaels, Diesel, King Kong Bundy, Adam Bomb, uh, all these like just. Random superstars, but it was great. It was like ran- razor Ramon versus I think Sh- Shawn Michaels in a ladder match, or it was something like that. Such a good event. but that WCW event for me, it was. I think Psycho Sid interfered in like most matches and <laughs> caused the DQ for almost like half of the event, just powerbombing people. It I just, I
0: ultimately, I just wish that I had like a digital camera back then.
1: I know. I think Macho Man Randy Savage like made his return at the event that I went to, but it was like on-screen return. It wasn't actually in front of the live crowd. And but... it's funny
0: cuz like I like I remember I know Goldberg wrestled, I know Scott Steiner wrestled, I know Double J wrestled mm-hmm. and I know Sting wrestled. But I don't have memory of them wrestling. I barely have memory of Vince Russo winning the title. But I remember specifically the point where we were on the side. I think we were on camera side, mm-hmm. and I just remember the cage when the the Booker T gets speared through the cage, and it was just like, "Well, <laughs> these tickets were free."
1: <laughs> I don't know. The only peer, like person I, I remember, I think David, Dave Taylor, and Berlin. I think, um, yeah. I would have to look up to see who actually wrestled on that card.
0: Um, but yeah, Bam Bam wasn't uh, Bam Bam wasn't at that event.
1: He was at mine though.
0: Um, but and I I did see him at the at the independent wrestling show that I went to. My very first independent wrestling show. I saw him. I don't remember who he faced, but mm-hmm. that's where I met him. So
1: that's cool. I
0: just wish he was in the Hall of Fame. I uh,
1: he definitely deserves to be. He he's. For the stuff that he did in the ring for a guy his size, it was unheard of back then. I mean maybe even WrestleMania,
0: now, maybe WrestleMania Yeah, absolutely. And he continues to inspire generations of today.
1: Warbeard Hansen. Tons know? of
0: people. Bronson uh, Reed.
1: Jay Silva, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, Bam Bam with like his cartwheel and the moonsault and even when even his time with Luna Vishon. You know where they refute, like for me growing up, I remember him with Luna, and then them feuding with Doink and all of that stuff too. You know,
0: yeah. So maybe WrestleMania 40 will come back to the New Jersey area, and uh, he'll finally get inducted then. Mm-hmm. Wanda Vision is getting the next shout out. The people trashing the show, just I don't think they get
1: it. I thought the first two episodes were incredible. Mhm. So how does this work? Did they release the entire season? No, they
0: they released the first two episodes last week. Uh-huh. Um I think it's just going to be one episode per week after that.
1: Okay, so that so it's not like Netflix.
0: No. Uh, well, Netflix some of their like very rarely have shows like that.
1: Mhm. but is that is that all disney shows or just select some like Mandalorian? I think all of
0: them i know mandalorian is like that and one i don't know how time. many episodes are in this season mm-hmm. um but i think we're just going to get one episode per week that's like oh, cool. um the the flight attendant show that i watched on hbo max which i had mm-hmm. no idea that it wasn't all out so i watched the first six episodes and then i had to wait like for i think they released two episodes per week and then mm-hmm. one, fi- the finale was just one
1: episode. I feel like I have to get Disney Plus at some point because there's going to be no way to follow the movies without this.
0: That is somewhat accurate because this series is supposed to, I believe, set up Doctor Strange sequel. Yeah. So. So, I and I thought it was, and I think you would be a big fan of these first two episodes big time.
1: Oh, I'm I'm sure. And I, I still, I think that I would love The Mandalorian. And even that, um, a few of the shows that you've told me about. With like yeah. the backstage stuff of the real happenings of Disney, you know.
0: Yeah. Uh, and then the last shout out uh, has to go to that new Firefly Funhouse t-shirt. Um, you probably didn't see it, but I, it just reminds me of like an old horror film poster. Mm-hmm. And I I've never I don't know, I've just I haven't been a fan of like a lot of the Fiends newer merch. But I definitely want to get this one.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So those are my shout outs. Now it's time for Ow. an hour. right our mark out moment of the week wwe untold aj styles royal rumble debut uh wwe network exclusive it's just i remember like i watching it i get the feeling of being on a cruise watching the royal rumble and marking the absolute hell out when Mm -hmm. aj when the when the tron said phenomenal like, there were rumors, but I didn't, I still, like, there was, in my head, there was no way.
1: hmm
0: So, it was cool. But they included pictures of AJ Styles with uh, Frankie Kazarian, Christopher Daniels, the Good Brothers were there, Okada, and a few other people. So, it's it's <laughs> weird cool. to see AEW and Impact and New Japan talent on a WWE documentary.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Especially because they're all, like, current talent. Mm-hmm. And Kazarian and Christopher Daniels and Okada certainly have never, like, officially... Well, Okada definitely, but Kazarian and Christopher Daniels have never officially been with WWE like that.
1: Well, Kazarian was. Kaz was with WWE. Oh, yeah,
0: he was actually signed with them.
1: Yeah, yeah, he had his little fling. But, But yeah, yeah, it's uh, cool to see them. Yeah, for me, I... (sighs) It's tough because I marked out for that um, uh, match with Alexa, um, uh, Sasha Banks, and I totally marked out for Alexa Bliss with that entire debut of her new persona, which also I wonder if she her other persona is going to have a name, you oh. know, hmm. I wonder if they're going to give her another name. But I marked out for that entire segment. Um, I also, uh,
0: I watched a new movie on Hulu called The Ultimate Playlist of Noise. Mm-hmm. It's basically, without spoiling it, it's about a guy who's going deaf and he sets out to record a bunch of like meaningful sounds to him. Mm-hmm. But the reason for the mark out moment is there's a point where he's in Manhattan which, that's a spoiler, my bad.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> He's in Manhattan, and it's just, it's like such, such a random thing. It's like a random montage of him walking the streets, mm-hmm. and he passes by a billboard, and on the billboard, AEW. Huh. So I popped for that. And also in the background was a Jumanji poster, so, uh... Both The Rock and AEW on uh, in that movie.
1: The Rock going to AEW, confirmed.
0: Although The Rock wasn't actually, you didn't see The Rock on the poster. I think it just said Juman. Oh, gotcha. But also uh, marked out, big time, Chris spoke about it earlier. Hard to kill. Matt Cardona showing up in Impact Wrestling. Totally. Hitting you know, the, uh, the main big three right now in the, the United States. Yeah. In the, in the year span.
1: It's it's always amazing to see Matt doing all this great stuff uh, inside of the ring, and to see him with with Impact now, it's just so amazing and very happy for him. And you know, it's even it's further, fun. Even further marking out
0: with Impact this past week, Matt Hardy private party showing up. Jerry Lynn showed to- up also. Tony Khan was there, but I didn't mark out for him. but uh i was absolutely like i would never have expected matt hardy and private party to have been there and i think to me it reminds me of when uh like with wwe do letting their talent do evolve Uh uh-huh so it's like i think private party working
1: impact will definitely help in the long run imagine if they get new japan pro wrestling in on this yeah, I can.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I really can.
1: The thing that sucks for me is I don't was... really watch. I don't really watch AEW or Impact Wrestling too often. Right. So, but I know for a fact that if I did watch it as much as Chris, um, I, this would be something that I was total that would totally rope me in.
0: Yeah, and it's crazy because I thought Impact had like a really good episode this week, and Dynamite just like. I think was one of the worst episodes of Dynamite ever. Really? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But and, and just like with Matt Hardy showing up in the Impact Zone after his like it was like a two-year uh, court case.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I was I was going to say feud against I think Anthem right <laughs> to get the broken Hardy persona and everything
1: oh that i didn't even think about that
0: yeah so i that's like i would never he'd be on like the absolute bottom of my my list of people to show up on impact so when the the tron hit and it says hardy i literally said what (laughs) so but that's our mark out moments of the week episode 520 yeah. Follow us on Twitter at MarkinOut, at BTTG161, at Chris Sweendog, at Dave the Rave underscore MO. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Out. Subscribe to us on YouTube, YouTube.com slash Markenout11. Follow us on Instagram at Markenout11. You can follow me on Instagram at BTTG161. Buy some t shirts, ProWrestlingTees.com slash out. Use the code Regardless for 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. Twitch.tv slash out, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, Spotify Podcasts, so much more. Out.com.
1: We, we wish you the, the best of luck, luck in your future, future endeavors. That. Have a wonderful week.